Yivamos Perik Zayin, Mishnah Gimel 7.3. Okay, this Mishnah starts out with the Shita of Rabbi Yossi, which he's quoting from his teachers, he has a tradition from Shemayin of Talion. Um, his notion is really, really going to be counterintuitive for you, and the Lach is not like him. But here's his thought. He really has two thoughts. Um, the thought number one is that an unborn child already has rights in the estate of his father if his father dies before he's born. The Chum will disagree with that, so that's a non-starter. But that's what the Mishnah in Rabbi is thinking, that the unborn child has a claim in the estate. And number two, he holds that if a child is not yet born and his mother is not uh, born as a Kohenist, she is she was a Bas Yisrael who married a Kohen, so then, while it's unborn in utero, that child still has a status like his mother of being a czar, a non-Kohen. He only becomes a Kohen, because his father's a Kohen. He only becomes a Kohen when he's born. And that being the case, the setup will be that if a man has a family, let's say he has lots of children, and he's a Kohen, and he has a wife, and she's not a Bas Kohen, she was initially a Bas Yisrael, she married him, and she is pregnant when he dies. So that will mean that the child in utero is not yet a Kohen, according to Rebiosi, because he's like part and parcel of his mother, who's, you know, who's, who's a Bas Yisrael initially, she's a czar, who's only able to eat truma, like, through the fact she's part of the household. And he will have a claim on the estate, and therefore he has rights in the slaves that are left behind, and therefore the slaves, let's say, for example, she brought in, like, Tzon Barzel, so the slave that the mother brought in, the marriage, which now becomes the husband's, the husband's dead, he leaves an inheritance, the unborn child has a stake in that, the unborn child is not yet a Kohen, so the unborn child, um, he has the ability to restrict that slave from eating truma until he's born, because his portion of the slave is not a Kohen portion, if you will, it's his portion, the non-Kohen portion, portion, he's not part of the family yet, therefore he can restrict it, the slave, from eating truma, Okay? And the Chacham might disagree with that altogether, but anyways, that's the that's the thought here. So now the Mishnah says inside. There's a few more details. Bas Yisrael, you have a woman who started out being not a Kohen. She nisses the Kohen. She marries a Kohen, and they have children. So she is part of the household. She'll be eating truma, you know, indefinitely. The mace, if her husband now dies, so she could still eat truma by virtue of actually has children with him. But v'hinicha muuberes, he the Kohen who died left her the wife. Pregnant with a child. So Rabbi Yossi holds that child not yet a Kohen. He's subordinate to the mother, who's a Bas Yisrael. Therefore, the child, not only does he have a stake in the slave that's been left as part of his inheritance, he is not able to be a Kohen yet to allow it to eat truma, and therefore, lo yochlu avadeha betruma. Her slaves, meaning the woman who brought in these dafka tzon barzel slaves, the marriage, because those are inheritance of the Rest of the estate, the rest of the family. Not not when she, when he dies, when the husband, the father dies, the tzom barzal assets go to the heirs, not back to the mother. Um, because of the portion of the slave which is owned by the unborn fetus who isn't able to yet eat trumuk is not yet a kohen. And Rabbi Yossi kind of proves his point a little bit by saying that the uber is consequential in another scenario. The other scenario is that we said. In the introduction to the first mission of the Masechta, of the Perak, I should say, we said that if a woman who's a Bas Yisrael marries a Kohen, so then she can eat Truma. When he dies, she goes back to be part of her father's household and she can't eat Truma anymore. Uh, if she had a child, she continued to. What happens if she has no children but she's pregnant? So the answer is 
even though she had a, she has a child in utero who's a Cohen, who will be a Cohen when he's born, in the meantime, he's not yet born, so she cannot eat truma yet. So in the meantime, she goes back to her father's home. She can't eat truma until her child is born. Okay? So that means that the child in utero is not able to afford the rights to eat truma yet. On the other hand, um, if you have a woman who is a Bas Cohen, who married a Yisrael, so of course she, he, she can't eat truma while she's part of his household. When she, if he dies, she goes back to her father's household and once again could eat truma as a Bas Cohen. But if she's pregnant, even though the child isn't born yet, still she already is like tied that she cannot eat truma anymore. So that's what the Mishnah says here, and this reveals his point, Sha'ubar Posel, the fact that she has an unborn child in utero is enough to make her, as a Bas Cohen, still not allowed to eat Truma, if that fetus is a, like the child of a Yisrael. Ve'enu Machel, but it hasn't got the ability to allow her to eat, meaning if she's only pregnant with the son, the child of a Cohen, but it hasn't been born yet, she can't eat the Truma she goes back to her father's, father's household and waits until that child is born, and then she could eat truma because she's now part of a new household with with a Kohen child. That's Divir Yosi. Now the Chachamim disagree with this altogether, and really the, the the really the clincher for them is their prince their principle that an unborn child has no stake in the estate, so therefore his rights are not relevant. The unborn fetus's rights are not relevant. However, they are going to focus on his from his perspective. They could say, listen. Even from your perspective, I mean, what you're saying kind of makes no sense because according to what you're saying, that the unborn child unborn child has rights, but yet can't confer the right to eat to the, has rights in the estate, meaning the, the slaves, but can't yet confer the right for them to eat because he's not yet a Cohen. That, so that would mean that the unborn child could mess up the slaves even if his mother is a Cohen. And that's what he says, because still he's an unborn child. He's messing things up. That's the mission says here. Amrulo, they, the rabbi, said back to Rabbi Me'achar she'he'adata lanu al Bas Yisrael Cohen. Since you've not testified to us regarding a Bas Yisrael, a non-Cohen that marries a Cohen, the strange turn of phrase, she'he'adata, you testified to us, is because Rabbi wasn't saying his own opinion, really. He was reporting the opinion of Shemayin of Talim that he had on tradition. So, um, since you've now testified to us, that Abbas Yisrael, the non-Kohen woman who marries a Kohen, um, and she's pregnant from that Kohen, that that it messes things up for the other for the slaves until the child is born. Abbas Kohen the Kohen. That should be true also if you have a woman who is in herself from a Kohenic family and the husband was a Kohen. Everyone's a Kohen and the slaves are part of the Kohen family and they're eating. If she's left pregnant and the child's not yet a Kohen, it's still like in Noah's land, so that would also according to you, restrict all the slaves in the whole estate from eating truma. The mace, if that father would die, the nichem uberis, if she's still pregnant, lo yochlu avadeh truma pnei chalko shalobar. That would be, according to you, it would seem that the, all the slaves can't eat because a truma, because of the portion that the unborn fetus has, which restricts them, the slaves, from eating truma yet till he's born. So, Rabiosi says, nothing doing. So that's not what I said at all. My shita is, the child does have rights, um, to the point that it can, in the estate. But the reason why this scenario that I brought up is different than the scenario you brought up is because I hold that the child which is unborn has a status of being a non-Kohen, a czar, so long as his mother's not a Kohen, because he's subordinate to her. But in the case you brought up, we have a Bas Kohen who's left pregnant, so since she's a Bas Kohen, her, what's, 
the unborn fetus has also got a Kohen status already, and therefore that wouldn't restrict the other slaves in the estate, which he will one day inherit, um, from eating truma now. But the Chum anyways reject the whole thing out of hand because they say unborn children have no status at all in terms of inheritance, and therefore the status of the fetus is totally inconsequential with regard to the rest of the slaves of the estate, whether they, they can eat truma. Halacha is like the Chachamim. That means, not like Rebiosi. So that means the fact that the woman's pregnant does makes no difference. The slaves of the estate um, all can continue to eat, eat, continue to eat truma, provided that the estate is the state of a Kohen.